I call tonight, it's a question tonight. How many guys love taking notes in church? It's the best. I'm going to give you a moment to take out your Bibles. I'm going to give you a moment to take out your notes. I'm going to give you a moment to put your phone on airplane mode in case someone hits you up while you're taking notes and, and you're trying to roast somebody during the message. We're trying to aim for a distraction-free zone. A very, uh, you know, it's a lot of people in here. We're almost at capacity every night. You guys are amazing. And, and, and so here's the thing. You can hear everything in the room, so we kind of want to be in a distraction-free zone tonight. So you can silence your phones, um, <clears throat> just hit your neighbors, hey, tell me the joke later, or whatever, just to give respect and, and, and uh, just give honor to the moment and what's going on. I called this sermon tonight. You guys ready? You got, you got your notes? You got your Bibles? You feel good? You like the person you're sitting next to? It's awesome. I like them, too. I like them. I called this, call this sermon, I called it, what, it's a question, what will you do with your life? What will you do with your life? You need to see that your life is valuable. Your life is a gift, and you got to do something with it. If you're not doing anything with your life, you are being a bad steward of what God invested in you. Come on, y'all. I don't want to jump in too early, but what are you doing with your life? Here's another question. What, what, what will you do with your life? I love, I love it. What would you do with your life? What would you do? It's a question. I want you to write it down. I want you to write it down. Write it down somewhere. Write it down somewhere. What, 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 what would I do? Hey, let's have a heart-to-heart tonight. Can we do that, y'all? Heart-to-heart. Yeah. Yeah. What will you do with your life? Because here's the thing. I, I, think, I think the Christian walk is a, is, a, is a sacrificial walk. In other words, it has to cost you something. Can I get an amen? You cannot grow in God if you are not willing to sacrifice. That's, it's impossible. It's impossible for a chicken to say, cook me without putting me in the oven. You're going to look at the chicken. What are you talking about? To get you to the crispy gold chicken that I want you at, you got to go through a process. you you got to be willing to let me do some things to you, strip some things away. And if we're honest, if we're honest, our life should be more about sacrificing than it is being comfortable. When, when we actually, sometimes we follow Jesus and look for comfort. But, but we forget that he brings the comfort. And, and we just got to God, love God and live for a sacrifice. And that's when we're living the more that God has for us. But, 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 but usually the people who are the most comfortable are the people in the back line of what God is doing in the front. P- people who are the most comfortable are those who are actually watching other people take big steps. And watching other people take big leaps. And watching everyone around them kind of stepping up while they just stay at the same place. Maybe it's not because everyone's running faster than you. Maybe it's just because your eyes are on the wrong prize. You're seeking after comfortability, and God's trying to change your vision to sacrifice. Can I tell you, being a Christian for how long I've been, I grew up in church. I'm a baby Christian. I'm a, I'm a long-time Christian. I grew up in, come on, I was basically born on the altar. Anybody else grew up in the church? You've been blessed? All right, the crazy ones, come on. <laughs> We're the craziest. <laughs> oh, I've seen so much in church. You know what i see more than anything? People who walk away from God because they were too comfortable. People who walk away because they, they, were, they were too prideful to, to, to step into a life of humility, into a life of generosity, into a life of sacrifice. What are you doing with your life? What are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? It's a, it's a deep question, and I want to talk about last week for a second. So I was in Hawaii. Oh, my gosh, it was amazing. It's really fun. There was a moment that I'm looking out <clears throat> to a crater, 
And I was like, do I want to go back to Florida? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can I just stay here? And I was like, dude, and honestly, out of nowhere, I was just, I got like convicted. I got so convicted. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And God, I, I promise, like, can I be real with y'all? I'm not the ill, like, super Christian. You know what I'm saying? You ever meet a super Christian? Oh, if you don't know the super Christian, let me show you a super Christian. I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not a super Christian. I'm not super spiritual, right? I kind of just let the Holy Spirit live through me, right? And I'm, whatever. So I felt the Holy Spirit, honestly, I felt convicted for, like, for a second. And this may be because I'm slightly a workaholic. I felt convicted for kind of just just really enjoying something. And because what happened was I enjoyed it, and then I, I was like, okay, this is the, now the thing. I'm, I'm working to then retire to then come here. I'm, I want to be at a place in my life where, where I'm just here in this place. If it's here, if it's another location, I want to feel this all the time where I can just kick back and just hit the cruise control. You know what I'm talking about? Just boop. And just, just go. And, 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 and where can I find my beach, right? Where, come on. Where, where can I find it? And, 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 if, and honestly, I got convicted, and I was like, no. This is the Holy Spirit told me. This is, this is super spiritual, honestly, and I'm not super spiritual. That's why I'm saying it. The Holy Spirit convicted me. He said, no, 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 no. This is a beautiful paradise. Yeah, you're right. But the paradise that I have for you, and I, for a second, I looked at the the most beautiful place people would probably say in the world, and I thought for a second, I'd rather go back to the dark corners of the earth to point people to a greater paradise. I, I would rather go to the deepest, darkest, ugliest place to tell people of a kingdom unseen, of a paradise you don't even know. Like, I hear people talk, you know, crazy Christians. They said there's colors you haven't, we haven't even seen yet. There's, there's new colors in heaven. Like, there's new sounds. Like, it's just, it's another realm. You know what I mean? And, and honestly, I was like, it's that moment when you get something, you're like, that's it? I, I had an amazing time, y'all. You know what I'm saying? And you, I'll go back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's just, at the end of the day, when you, <laughs> when, it's, it, it's when you look at it and say, okay, this is the goal. This is what I'm doing. This is the goal. This is my vision. This is my sight. My vision isn't comfortability. Watch this. My vision is sacrifice. My eyes are on sacrifice. Jesus' mission on here wasn't to set up a kingdom and build a bunch of servants. He came down as the servant, pointing to a kingdom unseen. And don't get too caught up with this world, y'all, because there's another one coming. Don't get too caught up with your pretty face, because there's another body coming for you, girl. There's another body coming for you. It's called the heavenly body. We're preaching on the book of Revelation. If we start this Sunday, come on, somebody. Come on, we're going to get wrapped up in the air, and God will purify us. He would, he would change. He's going to do some things. There's so much more God has for us. This world is just temporary. Here's my, here's my next idea. God, you know my heart. You know what I love, and I will follow you. You see that transition? God, you know my heart. My heart, it, it wants the glamour. It wants this. It wants that. God, God, you know what I love. You know the things that I want to do, the places I want to be, you know, right? And, and some of you guys think that God's called you to love an ugly girl. No, God's called you to like the type of girl that you like. God created you with, you know, to be you. And, and, and you're judging God for the girls you like. No, God, God created you in a way. He, designed, he wired you one way, right? He, he created you. And, and, and God doesn't want you to be with someone ugly. God wants you to be with someone who you think is beautiful. Amen? 
That's what God wants you. God wants you to be happy. Why would God set you up? God's not setting you up. God's not this angry child trying to make everybody mad and just, like, cut everyone. No, he's not doing that. He wants you to have a good life. He wants you to have a beautiful future. He wants you to be so fulfilled. And and here's the truth. You got to get to a place where you're not comfortable, but you're sacrificing, but you know that God knows your heart. You know that God knows what you love, and you still decide to follow him. Crystal touched it a little bit. It's like, God, although you're not doing for me, I'm still going to follow you and love you because I know that you know my heart. You know my favorite color. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know me. You know me for real. You know me better than I know myself. You know me for what I want, and you know me for what I actually need. And I will trust you, and I'll follow you, and I will sacrifice. Because if I choose comfortability, I know I'm not choosing your plan. I'm going to choose sacrifice because I know you love me. Because I know you know my heart. I know you know what I love. God knows your favorite car. I'm not, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say he's gonna give you your favorite car. Because that's too wild. But maybe God might do it. Or, or maybe God might fulfill your heart in a different way, in a new way. What if he what if he get, last week, what if he just gives you his heart? He know he knows you. He knows you. He know he knows he knows how to handle you. And, and we gotta quit finding ways to be comfortable and start looking for ways to be sacrificial. What area in your life do you need to start sacrificing? Look at this picture. Here's, here's a picture of sacrifice. You're the little girl, <laughs> by the way. You're not Jesus in the picture. <laughs> so we're all her, right? And if we're honest, what's the picture? It's a little, she has a little teddy bear, and she's a little sad. She's a little sad. Why? Because God is calling her to a life of sacrifice. Because MBYA is asking me to come every Tuesday. That's why she's mad. Because she can't go out no more. Because she has to dedicate herself to the church. She has to jump into the ordinances of the church. This is a weekly thing, y'all. We're here every week. Come on. She, she's mad because she has to start tithing. And she, she thought she was better with 100% of her tithes. But trust me, you're better off with the 90 so that God can bless the 10. Y'all not here tonight. She's mad because she has to sacrifice, but Jesus is like sacrificing leads you to something so much beautiful, so much, so much bigger. It's in, it's in this moment that Christians are broken. When God calls you to be like him, that's when Christians like, it's make or break. When Jesus says, okay, here it goes. You ready? You ready? It's time to sacrifice. It's time to actually look like me. I came in as a beautiful baby. I left as a, you know, a lot of scars, a lot of wounds. I sacrificed myself. And I'm going to let the Holy Spirit speak to you tonight. If you choose Jesus, you're choosing sacrifice. You're giving up your little bear. You're giving up what you think it means the world to you. But God says, no, stop living for this world. I got so much more. I got something bigger, something better. This mine has a bow around the neck and cute, cute eyes. My teddy bear is almost the size of you. You, you, you hug it; it feels good. God has a plan for you, but the plan will not come to pass if you stay comfortable. It'll never come. 
until you take God seriously, it'll never come. It's until you let go of what's in your hands that God can give you what's in his. You see, real Christians, I mean, I hate to say real Christians, right? Because what's a real Christian? But, but, but those, who, those who have a life-giving relationship with Jesus, I like that definition, right? You, you under, you, watch this. When you understand this, you don't look for, 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 for ways to be comfortable. You seek after ways to be sacrificial. You say, God, you work in so, you work in so many ways. I need to sacrifice more to see you more in my life. You see the transition in thought between I'm going to sacrifice, oh, because it's a duty. No, I'm going to sacrifice God because you love me and I love you. And I know you know what's best for me. And I know you have something big for me. My next idea, for all the world has to offer, I offer myself to God. For all the world has to offer to me, I offer myself to God. Because that's what the enemy wants to do in this walk of life. He wants to tell you that money is your God. He wants to tell you that females, males, those are things that are worth worshiping. And you're, in this walk of life, the enemy is presenting false idols for you to stop and give attention to. To stop and give your focus. Can I tell you, you're sacrificing somewhere. You know that. You're sacrificing somewhere. I mean, to be human, you need to sacrifice for something. And, 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 and what I'm not, I'm not trying to pull out a sacrificial spirit w- within you. What, what, I'm, what I'm trying to do tonight is let you know God is so good. This is a life worth sacrificing for. Because the world can give you everything it has to offer and you can still feel empty. How, how many people in Hollywood have we seen take their life? I got all the popularity everyone wanted. I got all the followers everyone wanted. I got all the attention. I got all the money. I got the house. I got the cars. But there's still something that everyone wanted that I, I can't find. People come clean. Hey, I, 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 I got everything you guys wanted. Yeah, I'm still empty. And they cry for help. They cry for attention. That's why you see people change when, 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 when all the fame gets to them. They forgot who they were because now they're trying to please people to, to get to another level. That it would just never fill that hole. It would never do it. And if we're honest, we, we, we give attention to so many things that the devil presents in front of us. We give too much attention. We give too much sacrifice and focus. God wants to transition you tonight to the things that he has for you. So the next idea has been really floating around the church, the global church. This next idea is this, that this will be the best year of your life if it's the best year of your life spiritually. For, I want you to hear my voice right now. What would 2019 look like if you dived into the church? If you committed the next 11 months to God? Can we be real? What, what, what would happen? What, what would happen if you committed to God and the church for the, for the next 11 months? I mean, I mean, like all those things we're announcing, like signing up for all of it. I mean, like, all the things we're doing, like, showing up, like, leaning in, right? Like, that's sacrificing. That's what, that's the sacrificial life God wants for you. You'll never get to where he wants from you doing the same thing. What got me here won't get me there. And this is only going to be the best year of your life if this is the best year of your life spiritually. That's, that's the only way this is going to be a good year. It's if it's a God year. I promise you, I promise you. You can get the dream job this year. You can get the dream car this year. If you don't have the presence of God, you have nothing. 
And if you're not careful, the enemy will begin to change your wants. He begin to distort your heart to what he wants you to follow. So now what started off as you on fire for God turned out you was on fire for something else. And now the church isn't for you. No, 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 no. We're not going to stand in comfort. We're going to stand in sacrifice. And say, this is going to be the best year of my life because I'm seeking after Jesus. Because I'm actually doing something with my faith. You guys got Bibles? I got eight minutes. John 11, John 11, John chapter 11, verses 17 to 27. That's in the uh, New Testament. Someone said this, someone said this, if you read the book of John and you really understood it and loved it and, and, and really like grasped the heart of the book of John, you would be such an influencer and culture cutting Christian in 2019. I'm going to encourage you to read the book of John if you, if you have time to. We're jumping to chapter 11, right? So it's a bit forward, verses 17 to 27. This is an amazing portion of scripture. This is actually when Jesus' boy Lazarus, big L, LL, you know what I'm saying? Big L, actually, he's about to die, ends up dying. I mean, Jesus is late. Uh, Lazarus, his families, they're kind of, you know, sad, low-key kind of mad at Jesus. Like, dude, you came late to your own friend who was going to die. And, and what, Jesus, what Jesus does in this moment, he raises, he raises, he raises Lazarus from the dead. He says, move the, move the, move the rock that, that stops this man from, from, from coming alive. People are literally like, yo, if you, if you move that rock, it's going to stink a little bit. Because he's been in there for a little while. Like, even when he's doing the miracle, people still didn't have faith in Jesus. And, and, and he, he removes the stone, and, and Lazarus comes out with all these dead wraps, because they wrap up bodies when, they, when, when you died back then, like mummies. And, 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 and they'd have to take it all off, and, and, and Lazarus is alive again. And I want to read to you kind of right before the miracle happens. Jesus says something that I believe he's speaking to us tonight. Can I get an amen? Come on, receive it. It's in John chapter 11. Let's start at verse 11. I'm sorry. Let's start at verse 17. John chapter 11, verse 17, all the way to 27. You guys ready? It says this. If you don't have a Bible, it's, it's next to me or leaning to the person next to you. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in their loss of their brother. When Martha, Martha, when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you have been there, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. She's talking about the book of Revelation. We start that series this Sunday. I know he's going to rise again. I know he's going to rise again. And, and when, when you come back and when, you, when, when Jesus, you know, on, on, you know I'm, I know it's going to happen. And to verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection, boo-boo. I am the life. Here's what I want you to write down, star, highlight, underline. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And he finishes this with, do you believe this? I don't want to even keep reading the verses. I want to stay right there. He says, the one who believes in me will live even though they die. What does that mean? You're going to live, hopefully, you go up to 90 years, 100 years. Uh, most of us won't. Can we be realistic? I don't want to be a little bit morbid, right? You're all going to die one day. You know that? Cool. All right? When you die one day, watch this, when, when you're alive, what are you doing with your life? You're young now. What are you going to do with, with the, all the years God has ahead of you? What are you going to do with it? Right? Because one day we're going to die, and actually we're going to live again into a new heaven. Come on. Into a, a new destiny. We're not, we're not afraid of death here. 
When, when Jesus went, he, he died, he, he, he rose again on the third day, he rose with resurrection, he rose with all authority, and he says, everyone goes to heaven through my name, through believing in me. Come on, we got faith in Jesus. So we're not afraid of dying. And what Jesus is saying, listen, you're going to live your life, you're going to die, but you're not going to stay dead, you're going to rise up with me. You, you're going you're gonna to live again. Those who believe in me, yeah, they'll die, but they, they'll live. Whoever, whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And he changes the question to do you believe this? It's when you truly understand that God has a plan for you to succeed, that you can believe and jump into a life of sacrificial living. It's, it's until you grasp the fact that God really has the best for you, that God really has life on the other side of death. That God got you if you, if you cross over from death to life. That, that, that God will take you in, into his house. And he's saying, those who live for me, they'll die, but they'll live again. They'll come, they're going to come back up. I'm going to ask you the question again. What will you do with your life? What will you do with your life? Guys, can I get an extra three minutes? Is that cool? Can I get it? So we'll leave at 948. What would you do with your life? Here's my next idea. Here's a question. Will you stay on the side of comfort or lean into a life of sacrifice? Would you stay on the side of comfort or, or would you lean into a life of sacrifice? What will you do with your life? Where is the Holy Spirit convicting you to be obedient? Where is the Holy Spirit convicting you to sacrifice? That is the area that God is going to grow in your life. That is the area that God is going to bless you. Wherever God is, is he's, he's showing you the way. That's conviction. He's tapping you, and he's pointing you into a different direction. Where is God calling you to sacrifice? Because that's exactly where God will move this year. Where in your life do you need to sacrifice? Because that's where God will move this year. Where, where do you feel like you need to start giving of yourself more? Where do you feel like it's, it's going to hurt you? It's going to cost something? What do you feel you need to give up? Because that's what God is going to do to give you something. That's how God works. So God works. Can I give you three ideas? This is really important. And if you if you miss this, uh, I probably won't preach it again. It's three ideas. Um, Pastor Chris Hodge is one of the one of the big geniuses of just church planning and church ministry. He gave these three ideas. What he thinks is like his full life achievement. And can I can I, can I give it to you tonight? Come on. Number one is is life giving Christianity. That's what my life is about. Number one, my life is about life giving Christianity, which is what we serve God out of delight and not of duty. We serve God out of delight. I love doing this. This is the best thing ever. I Come on, this, the only thing better than this Tuesday is next Tuesday, right? We, we serve with delight, not with I have to do this, but I get to do this. That, that's the first pillar in, in, this, in this thing called life is that we got, we got to say, no, I'm, 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 I'm jumping into life-giving Christianity. Here's the other side of not being in life-giving Christianity. That's depressed, bummed out Christians. Who serve God out of duty. Who serve God because they feel it's a, it's a duty. It's a duty. It's a duty. I need works to get something. I need to put coins into the God machine to get some stuff out. This thing's not about duty. It's about delight. Delight when you read the Bible. Delight when you worship God. Delight when you're serving the church. A delight in it. Number two, it, it's also the Great Commission. Great Commission, the pillars of life in a Christian's walk. It's it's the Great Commission. We don't exist for ourselves; we exist for others. That's that's probably in high, 
probably in here tonight, that's probably the most of us, but we need to sacrifice. We need to say this year, I'm going to get more involved. I'm going to jump into the ordinances of the church. Here's the next one. Higher heights. Higher heights. There's more. There's more God has for us. I'm not settled with right here. I'm not settled, settled with my knowledge of the Bible. I'm not settled with my knowledge of Jesus and God and what he expects from me. I'm not settled with where we're at. I want our church influence to grow. I want my influence to grow. I want to reach more people, right? That's another pillar in our life that we take our spiritual next steps and watch as we encourage others to do the same. That God's not just happening to you, but he's happening through you. That you're just not the only person in your household saved, but you are interceding for those around you. That you're just not, you're not the only Christian in your class, that you're praying for those around you and you're interceding and you are a walking evangelist in the name of Jesus. Higher heights. Will you stay on the side of comfortability when you jump into the life-giving, transformational life of sacrifice? You ever fell asleep in a movie theater? I'm done right here. I'm done right here. You ever fell asleep in a movie theater? If you ever did it, it's the best. But then it's the worst. I have a love-hate relationship with Regal. Regal Cinemas. They owe me so much money. I've fallen asleep to so many of their movies. I'm just go back, like, hey, can't get my money back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's all the end. <laughs> I really hate the Transformers movie. I know I'm offending people right now, but I'm sorry. Legit, I slept through a whole Transformers movie. I woke up at the end. I was like, yo, that was crazy. <laughs> I should have watched the whole thing. <laughs> you know, I was too tired. Falling asleep, man, I hate it. I hate it. But you, think, you get so comfortable sometimes, right? Like, or like, you ever had those moments where you're like, you watching a movie, and you're like, you'll fall asleep, and you're coming to another scene, and you're like trying to connect the dots? You're like, how did we get here? <laughs> Why? Why is he white now? Why is he white? <laughs> like, what happened? Trying to connect dots. And like, you come back, watch it, you wake back up, and you realize you missed so much. You missed so much. And, and, and something that was amazing, you were hyped to go to the movies, something that was amazing, it, it, it's something that, that blew you away. Listen, you missed it because you got too comfortable. Like you were there, but you weren't really there. Like you were in the you were in the movie, you were sitting there, you paid for it, but your eyes, your eyes, your eyes slipped away from, from the vision. And you got comfortable in your chair. And you got comfortable because you were in the room, but you weren't with the room. And the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now to lean into sacrifice. Don't lean into comfortability because you will stay asleep while God does miracles around you. You will stay asleep while God is showing people new horizons. You will miss seasons in church and you'll jump into random pockets and you'll miss the full story of what he's doing because you never had your eyes in the right direction. And you, and you thought comfortability was the way when all you've been doing is sleeping. All you've been doing is missing out what God wanted to do. What will you do with your life? Can I give you a bunch of notes that's going to annoy you, but it's going to help you? Can I help you with this? Number one, think big, plan small. In other words, my, my goal is to get married, but I, I need to start figuring out what, what type of forks we're going to have on the dinner tables, right? I, I need to start figuring out what venue am I going to, where do I want to go, right? Some of you guys are saying, I want to be the best Christian ever, but you're not making a plan. And, and you got a big idea with, a, with, with no plan. Make a small plan. Baby steps, baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. Amen? Come on, there's 47 Sundays left in the year. How many are you going to come to church? 
How many are you going to sacrifice? How, you got 47 opportunities to sacrifice. You got 47. It's only 42. Y'all, we're in February. There's 47 Sundays left. What are you going to do with that? That's an opportunity every week to sacrifice. Say, God, I'm going to give you the Sabbath. God, you deserve it. You deserve it. God, if anything deserves a day out of my week, if anyone deserves 47 days out of, come on, y'all, out of my year, it's the God of the universe. There's 45 Tuesdays left in the year. 45 opportunities for you to bring your friends into a young adult community environment like this to get saved. Who are you bringing to Jesus? You got 45 opportunities. Who are you going to bring to Jesus this year? Who are you going to watch grow in the church? Who are you praying for to get here? Who are you bringing here? Come on, you can't get settled because five friends got saved. You got more than five friends. We're here until the world knows who Jesus is. You got 45 opportunities to bring people to church in the rest of the year on Tuesday nights. Will you be here to let God use you? Will you be here to connect with people and actually get to know the church you're in? What does that look like? Mingling with people before and after service. What are you going to do? There's 329 days left in the year. 329 days left. That's what I'm saying. Big, uh, a big plan, a uh, uh, big idea, right? But, but think big, but small plan. Watch this. If you take 10 minutes a day from now to, to, the, to the end of the year, if you, get, if you take 10 minutes a day to pray and read your Bible, by the end of the year, all those minutes added up, you would have technically been praying and reading the Bible for two and a half days. If you take 10 minutes a day from, from now to the end of the year, you guys see how, how God's leading you to sacrifice. Like he's like, it's the, it's, the little, it's the little sacrifices, they add up. If you take 30 minutes a day, right, 15 in, in the beginning of the day, 15, if you take 30 minutes a day to give to God for prayer and for reading the Bible for worship, at the end of the year, when you added up those 30 minutes, you would have been praying and worshiping God for an entire week, adding those minutes up. You guys see, what are you doing with your life? Like, are we spending our time watching the, this nonsense or are we looking after the things of God saying, I'm going to be someone who is actually sacrificing so that I can see a greater glory? You got 10 next steps classes left. We've done two. You got 10. Here's all the dates. February 16th, March 16th, April 20th. Some of you guys need to take a picture of this. May 18th, June 15th, July 20th, August 17th, September 21st, October 19th, November 16th. Y'all, that's all the opportunities for you to get connected to our church, for you to get plugged in. Those are all the Saturdays. That's coming at 9 a.m. That's coming and, and, and being here with people who want to get connected. I asked for three minutes. Y'all gave me three minutes, right? You guys here with me? Guys, we got five baptism services this year. If you haven't been baptized, if you know people who have been saved and haven't been baptized, they have opportunities this year. And we're going to announce it well in advance for you to, for you to come through. Somebody say, Leaders Conference. Come on, if you want this to be the best year of your life, it's going to be the best year of your life spiritually. You got to come to Leaders Conference. Oh, my God. If you're excited for Leaders Conference, can you make some noise? That's a Friday night, worship night, and a Saturday morning, two sessions. Oh, man, we're going to have just amazing guest speakers, guest worshipers. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be right here uh, in Kissimmee, right here in Kissimmee locally. Man, the last one was amazing. God wants to do something bigger this year. God wants to reach more people. Are you going to show up? Are you going to show What will you do with your life? This conference is coming up. Summer Camp 19, July 10th through the 13th. What will you do? What will you do? Can I tell you how many testimonies have come from people who have come to summer camp? So many testimonies. People got their calling at camp. People got, people got just inspired. People got showed the love of God. People spoke in tongues for the first time. I mean, it's amazing what goes on at camp. It's amazing. Will you miss out? What would you do with your life? 
I want to put MBI up there for a second. New Birth Internship. New Birth Internship. We started last summer. We went two months, 20 students, youth and young adults. We're here for three days a week, 9 a.m. to around 2. All we did was worship God, pray, read the Bible, learn, equip ourselves, fall in love with Jesus, fall in love with the city. Man, it was an amazing summer. What would you do? Hope groups launch in March. What would you do with your life? What we, are, are you only? Uh, we gotta make. We gotta make changes. We gotta make. We gotta make small steps. We gotta. We gotta stop putting things in our calendar. So much of the Christian life has to be based on consistency.